All right, we're back. The D&D Show, Dan and Drew, Drew and Dan, I am Dan. That is Drew working the music too. All right, we cut it already out. But we had we wanted we wanted to work on like a just an intro song just to like say, "Hey, here we are." That was a quick fade. Sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. But we're we're doing it episode 2 here. We hopefully we'll have it up on iTunes or a website. Well, if you don't if we don't, then you won't be hearing this at all. It'll be somewhere. Yeah, it's okay. It'll be on the podcast. That's good. Did you uh did you watch the Super Bowl? Of of course I watched the Super Bowl. I don't know how much of a sports fan that you are. Oh man, I'm a big sports fan. Uh, I'm a I'm a huge sport. I love NFL. That's my thing. I've lo- I think I've gotten older and I've started to lop off certain sports, or I only pay attention to baseball in the playoffs unless I go to a Cubs game, and I only yeah hockey because like it's two months long of playoffs. But yeah, so football. Oh my, you know the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, everyone else is gonna chime in on it, so we don't have to harp on the whole thing. But don't hate me for this. Okay. My favorite sport is soccer. Okay. If you're being sincere on that, then totally cool. It is my favorite sport. I watched the World Cup last year and was it was just great. It was but great. America, I think, got on the soccer bandwagon. Oh finally. my god! Oh, we we are on the bandwagon. We are fully. Going. We are fully going. We just need a uh, like. A, I'm sure there's a lot of soccer channels, but in America, that people could know to go to a certain soccer channel. Like there's the NFL Network. Yeah. So I don't know if there's more soccer highlights in ESPN, which they're trying to do. There is. Uh, Soccer's coming to NBC Sports. Oh. It's big on that. Uh, Fox Sports is trying to play more soccer. Yeah, no. There are two big sports. The two big sports channels are BN Sports, B-E-I-N Sports. I totally believe in you. And then Sky Sports. Yeah, I I heard of Sky Sports. Yeah, those are the two big ones. Trust me, if it's on television, I try to keep up on it. Although, I have DirecTV. So, DirecTV, the sports channels are in like the 600s. And, you know, most of the stuff you're getting is between 1 and 300. The movie channels are the 500s. So sometimes you're not gonna hit the 600s. You I've know? never had Directv. It's pretty great. You Dish. Like it? My friend has Dish TV. Dish for me sucks. I don't watch too much TV. I watch. Uh, I watch Jimmy Fallon. I watch okay. that at night, and then I watch sports. You know, we could. Have, I was gonna try to go sports and just a little bit in here, but if we talked about TV, forget about it. Yeah. I, I just watch so much. I watch so much TV. I stick to sports and news. Those are the kind of the things that I catch up on. Yeah, yeah. I try to do that where at the Daily Show, and you get some news that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, sports, uh, you know, they have to. The Seahawks have to re-sign Marshawn Lynch, who is from the oh Buffalo man. Bills. Oh man, I'm from Buffalo. Just if people don't know, where are you from originally? Uh, I don't know. You don't know where you're from originally? Yeah, I don't. I know your dad's in the Air Force. I don't know if you travel around a lot. As yeah, a kid. yeah. Where were you, where were you? you I was born on an Air Force base in Michigan. Keep going. And then we moved all around the country. Went from D.C. to Chicago to Atlanta. I moved to Jacksonville, then to Philadelphia, back to Chicago. See, that's people like sort of like to know that, I guess. You know? Yeah, uh, I'm from near Buffalo, New York, for pretty much until you know my 30s, and then I came really, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved to LA for two months when I was 20. Me and my best friend, we moved to, we we packed up our two cars, we moved to LA. I could say we failed miserably, but at 20, you know, we saw the entire United States at 20, pretty much. We drove from near Buffalo, near Niagara Falls, all the way to L.A. I had a Chevy Cavalier, and it wouldn't go over 55 miles an hour <laughs> <laughs> unless it, unless it, uh, if it went over 55, it felt like it was going to blow up. So we drove 3,000 miles at 55 miles an hour. Wow. We had CBs. Because this is a little bit before cell phones and before the internet. So a lot of people say, you know, how come we took two cars out there? 
and we thought we were going to get jobs for the rest of our lives. And, you know, so we need to get to different jobs with our different cars. And we got out there and we got no jobs. No jobs? No. This uh, was 90... 97. 97? Yeah. Which now gives my direct age away. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, which I don't care. Yeah, who's listening to this? Um, so it was 97. It was before the internet, really. And I w- we you know we wanted to go out there and get movie jobs. Ah, uh, special S- superstar jobs. I swear to God. No, I swear to God. It was in, you know, so I'd look in the, you know, you look in the classifieds and in the back would be, hey, you know, there'd be a big block. You want to work in the movies, work a movie job? And I thought, yeah, I, I do. So, um... I, I went to one place and they gave me a referral. So they gave, okay, the guy's talking to me like, here, go to this place. So the next day I go for this interview and I and I walk in this office and there's this lady who is, I mean, smoking hot. And when I say smoke, she's like 45 years old. Mm-hmm. The body's kicking and her face looks, God bless her. And, you know, God bless all everybody, but her face is weathered. She, she, you know, she's she's been around. Road hot, hung up with. Come on, baby. But from the neck down, she's smoking hot. She's got on like a, a white dress shirt, but it's like tied, like you know, Marianne on Gilgan's Island. Okay. And she's got on a mini skirt, a mini skirt with a smoking body. And I'm like, whoa, look at this woman, long brown hair. She looked like the cashier woman in Christmas Vacation, Mary. You know, in the very beginning of Christmas Vacation. And the very and she's like on the diving board, naked, you know, beautiful. If you know Mary from Christmas Vacation, gorgeous woman. She looked like that woman, but forty-five. And she's sitting there interviewing me, and she's like, you know, to work on the set. She goes, Dan, when we're on the set, uh, we're gonna be professional. We're not gonna laugh. We're not gonna snicker at anything. And I'm like, what's this lady talking about? And then I look at like the walls and I see movie posters and it said like hot guns and hot bullets part five fast women fast cars part seven and then it clicked to me like oh we're I'm at a porn this is a porn movie studio (laughs) and then uh so I a big thing my friend Kevin back home turned 21 uh five months before me so he gave me his ID so everywhere, it's almost like a joke. Everywhere I go, I say my name's Kevy or Kevin. So I wrote down all of my friend Kevy's information and then my, my hotel phone number that I was staying at. And cool, I'll see you later. We're good. I already panicked. Like, I'm not taking this porn job. I uh, went back to the hotel. The next morning, I get a call. And she's like, hey, Kevin, hey, we're ready. Uh, you can come uh, work for us on the studio today. And I go, oh, I'm sick. I, I can't do it today. I hung up the phone and that was it. They never called me again. Mm-hmm. But I turned down working in porn. Just yeah. just so you know. So okay. I, can, I can say that to people. That is. That's interesting. People would say why. Or some people would say why. Some people would be like, good moral choice. My friend always says even my best friend would ask me that. I go you know, I go, you know, in case I run for senator one day or president one day. Yeah. And then my friend's like, You're never gonna run for president or senator or any kind of elected office. And it's true. But I guess I you know, if you were going to, do you wanna have porn you know on your background on your resume yeah. yeah and even if you're in the media or you're you're here like doing trying to do comedy in chicago or the movies do you want to have porn really attached to you i'm sure that there are legitimate stars that did porn in the past sylvester stallone oh uh, yeah yeah he, no really he i had no idea yeah he did stag films before rocky and uh he's the only one i can think of i think that was in porn but i c- so you know who am i or what's the deal gonna be and look at me now i'm 
sitting in this. You it could have been like boogie nights. It could have been. Who the heck knows what would have happened? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Life is crazy. You know, yes and life and keep saying yes and do things. You know, I turned down porn and then we just watched TV. We went to literally went to TV studios and watched television being shot. Like huh. I saw Everybody Loves Raymond in their first season. Just Shoot Me, we saw taped. And Chris Farley walked on set that day. It was pretty cool. So I could see, like, hey, there's Chris Farley. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. And we saw the Jay Leno show three times. Uh, why'd you watch it that many times? We went there. We had we were we weren't getting jobs. We were just like we made it a vacation at some point. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Yeah. And when when did you realize you had to come back? We uh, within that. Well, uh, so here's how it went. So we, when we got there, we got a hotel for like a week, and then we went. There's the Holiday Inn in Burbank, as on Olive Street in Burbank, and. Uh, they, they we saw like in their phone book or something that they had monthly rates. So we got we stayed at the Holiday Inn in Burbank on Olive Street for one month, and then after that, we were sitting there one day and we're just like, that, we're this ain't gonna happen. This is just a vacation, right? Like we knew we, we knew we approached it wrong. We came at it wrong. It was okay. before the internet. We didn't have jobs lined up. We didn't have apartments lined up. We went apartment hunting one day. And we went to this one place. Maybe it was a condominium place or something. And we were talking to this lady. We looked at this apartment. We're like, oh, this looks great. Hey, how much? And they were like, I think they said like $4,000 a month. Holy shit. Holy, holy shit. Now. Four, and, and 19, so we like looked at each other and we're just like, we like sort of laughed. And then we left. And we're like, this is pointless. And we didn't know where to live. We didn't know any of LA. We didn't know anything. We didn't know where, where to stay. You know, in Chicago, north side, you know. You know, Ravenswood, North Center, Lincoln Park, Lakeview. Bucktown. But yeah, Wicker Park. Mm-hmm. But, you, I mean, in... So many boroughs. In L.A., I don't know what to do. You know, and my friend who moved to L.A. a couple of years ago, because in Chicago, I know, I literally know 10 people that moved to L.A. in the past couple of years, and 10 moved to New York City. In the past six months, I know yeah. 10 people that have yeah. moved to L.A. It's crazy. And my friend said, oh, he lives in Echo Park. It's an up-and-coming place, Echo Park. And then I'd see on TV someone talking about Echo Park, and it's a, a, you know, a military zone. You know, it's yeah, a, yeah. And it's like a, a crap hole. So I'm like, wow, what's what's the deal here? I don't know where to live. Much less now if you had the Internet, you know, where to live. But in 1997, I had no clue where to live. I don't think I could live in L.A. I would, I would see myself more in a San Diego or a San Francisco. Only it's so stupid. Like if you know us trying to do this comedy thing, <laughs> this <laughs> is the best city for comedy. Oh, this is great! Imagine this podcast gets listened to and picked up. That'd be like the biggest miracle, hail mary, that we can have. But you come to <laughs> Chicago and you try to do comedy, and and you know ninety ninety five percent of the stuff will, I guess, I'll lead nowhere financially, and maybe nowhere, um, it, you know, in your heart, you know, or nowhere that will please you, or that is like, oh. I f- I'm satisfied by what's going on in my life. Right well, now. for every one person that's successful, you know there's a hundred who yes. have left dissatisfied. And I think, yeah, and so I, I refuse to, I guess, leave <laughs> at this point. And I'm still, you know, we're still doing great. We got a show at the Annoyance. It's called Buffalo. Thank you. And uh, I've been at IO, was on a team at IO, and uh, I did Second City in Toronto. I wasn't, I mean, it was on a main stage or anything, but it was pretty cool. I got to do the conservatory in Toronto. And did some stuff at Bad Dog Theater. Like, I've played at every theater here. But, I mean, you know, what's good enough for you? Or what satisfies you? Or, what you know, what's... I don't know what's... It's some end. level of creative output. Yeah, it is. And it is pretty great. You know, when there's a good show... And, if you know, even if 20 people saw it, like, you know, we could have a... Uh, last week, 
just last week. We were at the Annoyance Theater, and we had a show. And my, my teammate, my friend, he's like, that was the best show we've ever done. And people come up to us after who are they're taking classes at Second City, and they come up to us and like, you guys are great. How long have you been doing this? And we're going to come back. And that feels amazing. And maybe maybe it took five years to get to that point. Sure. Or will it keep happening? Then it's like, oh, here's the rewarding part. But, you know, who wants to go to a city or get into a career vocation that you want that, you know, pays nothing. You get no recognition. No one's looking at you. Yeah. You know, you, you want you okay. want recognition, whether it's monetary money or whether it's like people come up to you and saying, good job. Yeah, yeah. If there's some positive reinforcement, it's worth it. And if there's not, I mean, right, you know, how long do you stick it out? But In my progression as an improviser, I was worse at two years in than I was <laughs> when I started. I got worse, and then I got a lot better. It, I got so in my head that I was like, oh, I got to yes. follow all these rules and do all these things to be funny. Yeah. When I knew that I was funny all along, and I was trying to fit their system. It was really frustrating to me to go to the conservatory at Second City. It really, you know, it really is. And you sound, I guess, you, yeah, you don't want to sound bitter to it, but there's so much truth to it. That, you know, you're funny for who you are and why you are, and your friends think you're funny. And that's why everybody says get into comedy, because you're naturally funny. Mm -hmm. I mean, every single person that you know who is funny is naturally funny without the structure. And then you can learn the who, what, where is at Second City, and you learn the Herald at I.O. And Annoyance lets you do whatever the heck you want. You know, and that's for me, I always said, you know, I.O. got me in my head just because you had to do the rules of the Herald. And then, you know, you'll see, like, the vets say there's no rules, but you're taught rules. And then... Later on, I guess you're allowed to drop it. But, you know, at I.O., you're taught the rules, and, and Annoyance says, let's break the rules. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating. Yeah, it is frustrating. You know, where are you on the up and down scale? And Susan Messing is a teacher at Annoyance in Second City and I.O., and she, she has this up-down, up-down chart. It's just a constant up-down, up-down. You feel like a total failure one day, and then you do something great, and someone compliments you on a show, and you're yeah. like, wow. I'm like, people are looking up to me at a certain point. Susan, so, Susan's a great example of somebody who actually has all of the personalities that fit all of those places. Yes. She's she's a great chameleon, and she can really set herself to fit each one of those teaching styles. Mm -hmm. But I feel that she most closely associates with the annoyance style. I think so, too. I mean, uh, like you know, yeah, we could interview her at some point. But, yeah, I mean, she started with, I mean, I.O. and annoyance, but she was good friends with, you know, the, you know, Mick Napier, and, you know, and, and the annoyance people. Right, I think she she relishes in screw all the rules, get weird, get funky, and that's embrace it annoyance, you know. Yeah, and I don't know if that's because of a direct leaving of I O at some point. If you were to ask Susan one question, what would it be? Holy cow! Uh, I don't even want know if I want to say what do you what do you like who what what do you like better? I, I don't treat her like you know she's a person where you can ask her more than one question. I wouldn't ask her a question about comedy. Okay, I would probably ask her like a religious question. You know what I would ask her, and I, and I swear to God. Not to cut you, you can ask your question, but uh, I saw a Facebook post the other day, and just uh, for, as the most likes I've seen by a normal person, you know, not like a company. She posted a, a picture of her daughter who just turned 12, I guess, uh, 12, I believe, and there's like 950 likes. There's almost a <laughs> thousand likes. And it's just a picture of her daughter, like my beautiful daughter turned 12, and that's awesome. Yeah. So I think my question to her would be like, you know, how great is it to have a daughter? How great is it to be part of this family or to have that? Because everyone's, every older improviser I've seen, over 30, always talked about, you know, if I could do, and I, they all bring it up, and I thought of this many times when they say, 
you know, if they said I had to choose my family over uh, improv, I'd say F off and my family is it. And everybody said I love my family and my children, which is true. And screw the improv. Like, it's so secondary to real life and family. And Susan Messing. So you associate her with all three things. And her, I, I'm sure she, her daughter is l- light years ahead of anything improv oh, yeah. related. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 So your religious question to her would be what? I don't know. It would be like, what are your thoughts on religion or you know, just something totally left field that I that probably she yeah. never talks about. That's all right. That's pretty good. I don't yeah. want to put down your question. I th- yeah, I think my daughter. It just popped in my head. Like, yeah, the daughter. Don't thing. the family thing. I mean, that's a, that's a that's heart thing. Because she yeah. she'll talk. I mean, she raves about her. If you ever see her, I mean, like a proud mom should. How cute her daughter is. My daughter did. She, I mean, it won't like maybe she doesn't even know she does it, but she would over the years because I've had her at various points where. She'd talk about her daughter doing this or doing that. And it's really nice to hear. You know, it's like a proud mama, you know, and she, you know, her daughter's the main thing, and that, that's wonderful. And you see this kid. Have you seen the picture? It looks just like a little Susan. <laughs> it is pretty awesome to yeah. see. So to see a lot of, I don't know if we have time check or do we, do we care? Is that a countdown thing? Wow. Oh, okay, there it is. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's that? I thought it was going up. So. Yeah, that's the whole comedy part. That we can jump around. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about... Oh, we talked about the Super Bowl. What was your favorite commercial? Oh, a lot of people are ragging on that dead kid. God bless... You know, he's the kid who... who I rewatched it, and the kids are having all these fantasies and doing all this stuff. Yeah. But I can't because I'm dead. And if you look at it a second time without people tearing it apart, it's not that bad of a thought. Basically, mm-hmm. they're saying, you be know... Be careful. But yeah, be careful, kids. Don't let accidents kill you. Be careful, and then the sky's the limit... Yeah, life is good. There were a lot of wholesome commercials. There, a lot of father son, a lot of like family oriented. I know the Budweiser one was real sentimental. It's the little puppy. Yep, gets out and the horses come after him. Puppies always get you. <sighs> My favorite commercial was Angry Neeson Fifty Five. What's it that? was the what? Clash of Clans commercial oh. with Liam Neeson. Oh, Liam Neeson. I said Liam Angry Neeson. Angry Neeson was Angry, Angry Neeson. Neeson 55 was his uh, screen oh, name. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That commercial was uh, great. Loved it. And loved it. There was a couple good e-insurance ones, too. Like the Brady Bunch one with uh, Machete. Yeah, Danny that was a Snickers commercial. Oh, that was a Snickers yeah, commercial. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah and right. then Steve Buscemi up at the top of the steps. Yes. That was very funny. They showed a different one where he's like in the mirror combing his hair. And I guess that one didn't air. Oh, but, really? But oh. it shows E-Insurance and all the Snickers, right? Yeah. Somet- sometimes it, there's so many commercials that come at you. Who can remember what it is? Like the yeah. one, the kid that yeah. died. What commercial was that for? It was like, be, you know, you know the message, be careful. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Was that an insurance commercial? I think there were a lot of like sponsored messages. I think I don't know. I don't I didn't see an ad. One of the commercials that I really liked that it was kind of like this boyhood commercial was a Nissan commercial. Okay. It's like a minute long Nissan commercial. W- what happened in it? Uh race car driving, like a little kid oh, watching yeah. his dad race car yes. driving and growing up and I swear to god and whatever. I went to the bathroom at that point. Yeah, okay. It was, it was during the second quarter. I know it was cuz I was like, man, I don't want to miss halftime. And you watching the games like, do I miss the game? Do I miss the commercials? You know, it's not an integral part of the game at this point. I really have to go to the bathroom. And I'm not going to pause it with all these people in my house. It was like four of us. Yeah. So I I went to the bathroom, and, and when I did, I rewatched commercials later. I mean, people showed commercials. They showed that one. I'm like, oh, that's that's the one I missed. Yeah. So it was not bad. Nissan. It was not bad. It was it was definitely an expensive commercial. Not just to pay for the spot, but yeah. to make that commercial. Like they expensive. they blew up a car, right? They crashed yeah, yeah, a car. Yeah, they crashed too. a car. Just a very well done shot. These commercials are out of it. What do you crazy. think of uh, halftime show? Love. 
I love that. You know, screw people. Screw everybody who complains. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of people complaining. They put on this awesome kick-ass halftime show. Really, it was entertaining. What do you want for 12 minutes? I it's a halftime show of a football game. Katy Perry comes out. Very entertaining. Very. She comes out on this walking monster lion. cat lion yeah, thing. Yeah. Maybe it was a half puppet, half whatever. And she's buckled into it. She's singing, lip syncing. Who cares? She's lip syncing. Yeah, I think I she mean, was really singing. I think she was really singing standing was, up there. She was fine. And and she, you know, she she had. You wish for the guys out there. They want a, a more revealing uh, look. You know what she did in the, in the springtime where <laughs> with the teenage dream part of it with the dancing sharks. Everyone's yeah. going crazy about the dancing Everyone sharks. Everyone went crazy with that one dancing shark that was totally out of choreography yeah. with the other shark. It was a very but it was very uh, a very <laughs> nice picture of it. It was a very bright and shiny and that's what was beautiful of it. What, what thing that I liked is the 3D projection yes. on the ground. That was pretty cool. I ass. hope we see more of that. I'm a big fan. And I'm 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 a Katie I'm sort of a Katy Perry fan and her new album with Magic because so she came out with I think Roar she opened up with and then it went into Magic a little bit darker you know of an album compared to Teenage Dream so it was like with coming out that line is a little bit darker and then she goes to Teenage Dream with Teenage Dream and Fireworks I wish she did Last Friday Night because I love that song okay G I F you know Last Friday Night do you know that song no, I Kenny don't. G's I'm on sorry. saxophone nope. My friend, years ago, my friend nope. didn't see it, and I, did, I showed him the song. I'm like, listen to this song. It's so super catchy. It, what a video. Debbie Gibson's in the video, and Christian Slater, I believe, is the other guy. Okay. Uh, whatever. You watched TGIF last Friday night by Katy Perry. Cool, cool. We're d- we did it again. We have two full episodes. Yeah. In the can, as they say. Mm-hmm. Although there's no can on podcasts. No, there's no there's no can. It's uh, a hard drive. Just to finish the Katy Perry thoughts. So, um, very, very bright, very bright, and I like that she was more, you know, dr- more revealing dress. And then, you know, there was some sharks. So what? I like the Missy Elliott surprise. Oh, yes, sir. I, I like. I'm a fan of Missy Elliott. I lived in Chicago for a while. Funny story. I saw Missy Elliott on Peachtree Drive, Peachtree Street. It's Peachtree Street. Don't um, know where that is. It, it's a central street that runs almost through all of Atlanta. Oh, Atla- I thought you meant in Chicago. No, no, oh, okay, Atlanta. yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived no, in Atlanta. Atlanta sure. uh, I I lived in Atlanta for a long, uh, ninety-eight to two thousand six. Air Force. Look at this. Is this Air Force stuff? Then, uh, yeah, I was I was in high school. Okay, college. keep going. Here we yeah, go, yeah, Missy yeah, Elliott. Yeah. Saw Missy Elliott driving a purple Lamborghini. Wow. I saw her pull up to a stoplight, roll down the window. Yep. We got it. That's that's the old twenty-two minute buzzer. I guess that's what we were aiming for. But yeah, let's yeah. go with Missy. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's all I, I saw her. Uh, her window was down. Saw her sitting there. She was listening to her own music. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Listening to her own music and then just drove off. I saw an article today and it said, hey, where's where's Missy been for 10 years? Like, Missy's been out of yeah, she's the eye out. for 10 years. She's I didn't out. know that. Yeah, yeah, she's been out for like five years. Yeah, Did yeah, not for have sure. a clue about that. Yeah, she had some big hits, man. She had gastrointestinal oh, surgery. That's correct, sir. Yeah, so she, she lost a lot of weight. She lost a lot of weight. Uh I'm a fan of Missy, but I can also say that she she looked like she put on some weight. But hey, hey, whatever, whatever. God bless the girl. God bless her. She's doing awesome. She's an awesome lady. And how in this media time, I, d- I was unaware of any Super Bowl halftime you know tweets or what was going on beforehand. So I didn't know if Missy Elliott was a total surprise. Total or if they surprise. They kept that under under wraps from everybody. I didn't hear about that. Nope. Neither did I. And last year, Bruno Mars with Red Hot Chili Peppers. Wow. That was great. That too. was. 
put your foot, you know, to the gas to the floor. Yeah, yeah, that was what really a, good. What a show that was! And then he did a slow song. But what, when they went, fa- they went fast song, fast song, fast song. It was just great. Yeah, Chili Peppers were a surprise too. And if people complain about it, oh, that was this and that. No, it was all great, all entertaining. <laughs> what do you want for twelve minutes? Yeah. Every time someone complains, I'm like, shut up, you're an idiot. Uh, I do like... What did you think of the game? What did you think of the end of the game? The end of the game was ridiculous and crazy. I get what Pete Carroll's saying, that they were going to waste a... They were going to waste a play, give or take, if they caught the ball or not. Obviously, interception was not an idea, but why not pass to the outside, pass to the sidelines then? I know there was, they were saying Beast Mode was definitely going to win. Definitely. So they were definitely. saying... And they wanted to kill more time off the clock. Uh, it's so the pass play thing. was the pass play, but the pass play sort of stops the clock. There was 20 seconds left. So maybe to reset... Oh, I think they passed it to end it there because if you ran it two or three times, you couldn't have run enough plays. So they wanted... I understood what he said after the fact. But you're like... If you're only going to run score one the play, touchdown, it's the Super Bowl. If he said he's, we're only going to run one play. Why n- then? Why not let the clock run to wherever you want it? Take a timeout instead of throwing a pass. Yeah, it was it was a terrible play call. And it will go down. Obviously, it, it will and already has gone down in infamy. It's one of the worst plays of all time in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm from Buffalo, so to bring it up, it's wide right. It is Seattle's wide right. Yeah, and it will be called the pick or the pass. Or whatever, but for me, and I cannot believe, next year we're going into the 25th anniversary of Super Bowl 25, and that <laughs> that event has shaped me so greatly in my life. It really has. If you watch, you know, this is Super Bowl 49. So this is Super Bowl 49. Oh man, I kind of didn't even pay attention to which number it was. So the Buffalo Bills have Rex Ryan as the coach. If they get there with Rex Ryan, you know, because he got the Jets there on their first year. If the Buffalo Bills miraculously get to Super Bowl 50, I think it'll be so fitting because it'll be the 25th anniversary of Super Bowl 25. It, the, the one of the most ingraining moments on anyone in Western New York. Wide right. When you say wide right, it's a it's a state of depression. It's a it's a state of mind. It's when someone says it to you, it's like they they stab you a little bit. Isn't Jersey wide right of New York? Is that what they call it? No, I don't know. Oh, I, oh, I got I would you. Say it's I more depressing you. than New York is. Or I Buffalo. got you. I don't know. I've never People been to Buffalo. I've never been to Buffalo. People like Hoboken, so uh, whatever. But we did it. The D and D show episode two is in the can. Uh, Dan and Drew. I'm Dan. I'm Drew. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, live on the podcast. So whatever that means. But I said live on instead of saying call letters on W B E N on W G R. Live on the podcast. But that's the D&D show. I don't forget to have outro music. I really want the next episode to be a time because it is live. It's live to, s- live to us. Okay. It's also live to the people listening to it, it even though it is technically recorded. We're in, I mean, this is right after the Super Bowl, so obviously so it's February 2015 right now. Is that what you mean? Like people got to know what time it is? No. N- no. Oh. Then never mind. Yeah. Just time. I don't forget to outro with music or it's, we can just end it and say see you later. Yeah, we can end it and then add music later. Okay. Well, we're going to do that. So, God bless. Thank you. If you made it through two episodes, I'm going to give you a gold star. Two gold stars. And hopefully more to come. God bless. It's easy. The D&D Show on the podcast. <laughs>